Welcome to Now Charleston. I'm Sam Spence. It is Friday, March 4th. Now Charleston picks a few headlines three times a week and tells you why they're important. The Charleston Farmer's Market returns downtown this weekend. We are learning a little, very little, about what's happened with the Charleston County Schools superintendent since the district began looking for a new one in December. Why are life expectancies so different between areas as close as Johns Island and North Charleston? Local leaders are trying to close the gap. And it's Friday. Charleston Wine and Food is going on now. But I've got four places you can go and have a drink outside without a wine and food ticket. All that, starting now. The Charleston Farmer's Market opens its popular downtown Farmer's Market in Marion Square this weekend. I guess with... Got a train going on in the background. Can you guys hear that? Love the train. I guess with uh, Charleston Wine and Food happening this year in Riverfront Park in North Charleston instead of Marion Square, um, the city decided to start it early. The downtown market, which is run by the city, uh, launches with at least 39 vendors this year, according to its website. The market runs from 8 to 2 p.m. every Saturday morning. The downtown market is a pretty even split of farmers, food purveyors, and artisans. Uh, There are also a handful of food booths set up if you want a bite to eat while you're there. And a a tip on the downtown market, get there early if you want to avoid the crowds. Most vendors do come with enough stuff to sell all day, but it can get a little tight and the lines do get a little longer. The Charleston Farmer's Market is definitely the most popular market when it's open, but it's not the only one in town. So let's just run through a couple of the others. There's the Wednesday evening Farmer's Market in West Ashley that the city runs. That starts in late April. Mount Pleasant starts its Tuesday Market on April 5th. Somerville's Saturday Market runs Saturdays starting in April. North Charleston starts its Thursday afternoon market in Park Circle on May 12th. The Holy City Farmer's Market, which is kind of a privately run market, starts March 13th and runs every Sunday at Holy City Brewing. It also pops up across the street at Firefly Distilling on the last Saturday of the month, starting on March 26th. The Sunday Brunch Farmer's Market goes off every Sunday behind Poor House on James Island. And my favorite, the Johns Island Farmer's Market is year-round, and it's at Charleston Collegiate every Saturday. <clears throat> oh, Sam here. Not really sure why I called it the Johns Island Farmer's Market. I know it's the Sea Island Farmer's Market. Anyway, just me being a dummy. Sea Island Farmer's Market. Okay, back to the show. I say it's my favorite just because it's pretty big and it's kind of a treat when I do make it out there to Johns Island early on a Saturday. I probably go to the North Charleston market most often because that's where I live. Um, But the Johns Island market is definitely a bring a cooler type market just because you can end up buying a lot more than you think you will. And there's a lot of frozen and cold stuff available. So just put the cooler in the car and thank me later. Also, I've got to plug Low Country Street Grocery which essentially does your farmer's market shopping for you and drops it off at your door once a week. You kind of sign up for a subscription. You don't know what you're going to get each week until the week of. In the same sense of like a community-supported agriculture program, a CSA, you might hear it called. It's a reliable revenue stream for local farmers. So that's why you sign up for it every week. But it's always going to be good, and it's always going to be in season. So my wife and I used to do it, but we stopped a few months ago just for a little while when we got too busy to cook for a little bit. But I think uh, I think we're going to restart it here again soon. Love Low Country Street Grocery. So is that enough farmer's market info for you? Uh, you can find all the links to all this at nwchs.com. 
Charleston County School District officials aren't seeing what former Superintendent Jarita Postalwaite is doing while she's being paid as a consultant after her sudden resignation in December last year. Postalwaite resigned after a closed-door meeting without any explanation and struck an agreement with school board members to be paid through the end of the current school year more than $240,000 total in taxpayer money. As part of the reported deal, she's being paid to serve as a consultant, a relatively common task for an outgoing executive with years of institutional memory. But so far, district leaders haven't called in any of that expertise, according to a report this week from Live 5 News. And now, three months later, after her resignation, district leaders are reportedly considering hiring a firm to conduct a national search to replace her, according to the Post and Courier. No firm has been selected yet. Postal Wade herself was not chosen from a national search. She was already known in the South Carolina education community from her time working in Myrtle Beach area schools. But right from the beginning, that process was also mired in controversy. No timeline has been set for finding Postal Wade's replacement, but a national search could take six months and cost thousands more taxpayer dollars. The posting courier dug into the numbers a little, and most superintendents stay in their posts for about six years, they said. And postal wait was on her seventh. So nothing too striking there. But still, the departure comes as district leaders debate controversial proposals on how to spend millions of dollars in recovery money to close achievement gaps at traditional neighborhood schools. This year also brings a potentially tumultuous school board election with new districts. But that's a topic for another day. Make a note of that. Members of a City of Charleston committee are looking at why average life expectancies vary so much across the Charleston area. The City of Charleston Health and Wellness Advisory Committee is developing ways of addressing life expectancy disparities. Hat tip to Count on Two for flagging this for me this week. For example, according to the CDC, life expectancy in one area of Johns Island is around 81 years. The southern tip of downtown, it's in the 80s, but go a little further north and life expectancy goes down. In my area of Park Circle, life expectancy is just 71 years. The state average is 77. Here's Joey Current, a health analyst for Trident United Way, to the city committee at their meeting on Tuesday. So then the next question we have to ask is what are the factors that impact these um, these causes of premature death? Um, And you might be surprised to know that uh, of all... Um, the factors that affect uh, premature death, healthcare, the the care that we receive when we go to the hospital or to a clinic, only accounts for about ten percent uh, of the of the risk um, for these premature deaths. And so um, we see that genetics obviously uh, plays some part, and there's not a whole lot that we can do about that. Um, but then you see this sixty percent, more than half. Uh, of the risk factors for premature death come from our individual behaviors and the social and environmental factors or the the environment that we live in. That 20% that's affected by environment may help explain some of the disparities in some parts of town. In a 2016 city paper story I was thinking back on, it analyzed cancer patterns in areas around major highways and areas with higher air pollutants. For example, in the story's analysis, increased cancer risks were concentrated around the intersection of I-26 and I-526 in North Charleston where there's a lot of road traffic, a lot of air pollutants in the area. The story also looked at leaking underground storage tanks, you know, associated with like old industrial uses or old gas stations, stuff like that. And those were found to be occurring in higher numbers in communities with higher poverty levels. 
So when you hear people talking about environmental justice, this is what they're talking about, how our socioeconomics overlaps with potentially harmful environmental factors and the ability, or lack thereof, uh, to mobilize power to do something about it, to change it. All right, it's Charleston Wine and Food Festival weekend, but at this point, you've probably decided whether you're going to fork over the cash for a ticket. Either way, the weather looks good for this weekend, so it's time to get outside and enjoy a few drinks or bite under the sun. I've got four picks for you here. First, the Windjammer on Isle of Palms is an institution as a music venue, but it's also one of the best beach bars in town. You know where it is, right there on the strip on Isle of Palms. Just head in or go in from the beach if you want uh, and grab a cold beer or a cocktail and hang out on the deck over there overlooking the Atlantic. The water is probably cold right now, but uh, a few drinks at the at the jammer will be enough to make you ready for summer right now. Next, King's Tide on Daniel Island is one of the newer additions to town. Uh, it's from Indigo Road Hospitality Group, which also runs Brasserie Le Banc, uh, Downtown Oku, Oak, and a handful of other spots. Uh, King's Tide has a big walk-up bar space upstairs, right on the Wanda River, and a restaurant downstairs that's dinner only. If it's just two of you, you might be able to luck out and walk in and get a table downstairs for dinner, but a reservation's best. Kingstide and Indigo Road use uh, open table for reservations. Upstairs, which opens at noon on Saturdays and Sundays, is a bit of a free-for-all. Um, there's plenty of space, but just be warned that it does get crowded. So consider coming between traditional mealtimes for a late lunch, maybe, or just come early and hang out for an early dinner. It's Indigo Road, so the food is pretty solid. Uh, the move, if I can say, is to get a couple drinks upstairs uh, and order the smaller seafood tower, which is available upstairs and down, and enjoy. Heading to the other side of the peninsula, Freehouse Brewing has one of the best outdoor spaces around and is usually pretty manageable even when it is crowded. There's usually a food truck set up on the weekends, and a lot of times there's also live music going on. Freehouse even added on to its big outdoor deck over the past couple years. So if you haven't been out there since the pandemic, uh, it's a good spot to go hang out. Uh, worth a trip to go see kind of what they've done to spruce up the place. And finally, Folly Beach has a ton of great local spots, but Chico Feo is about as chill as it gets. Um, it's got a backyard vibe, uh, also plenty of times with acoustic music. It's super casual. It's Folly Beach, after all. And it's got pretty good tacos if you're feeling hungry. Links to all these spots and more at nowcharleston.com. I'm thinking about adding birthday shout outs at the end of every episode. What do you guys think about that? Like if you're a regular listener or you know a regular listener and you want to give them a birthday shout out. Um, I could like read off a list of names that are of folks who are celebrating birthdays this week. So, for example, uh, going into this weekend, the the birthday section would be, and we want to wish a very happy birthday to Sam Spence. Sunday is my birthday. Um, so, no, but seriously, I would birthday thing could be fun. So, text me at eight four three four seven four thirteen nineteen, and. Let me know what you think. I'll also post a thing on Instagram so you can either tell me how bad of an idea it is or send me a list of friends who have March birthdays because I know there's a lot of us. That's all I've got for you today. If you have feedback for the show, you can leave a voice message or text 
843-474-1319 or email sam at nowcharleston.com. Uh, if you can rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now, that would be a big help too. And as always, check nowcharleston.com for links and notes from today's show. To make sure you don't miss anything, follow twitter.com slash nowcharleston and instagram.com slash nowcharleston. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, y'all. I'll be back Monday with the next Now Charleston.